powered up. We have had to conform to a certain social game. And so we are in a constant state of competition. In terms of that competition, we can, of course, lose place. And in that sense, make mistakes. This is the secret. You can't make a mistake. Welcome, everybody, to Friends of Failure. I'm your host, Sam, and this is my co-host, Megan. Hey, I'd like to introduce everyone to Rachel Tapscott. How are you doing? Good, good. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Um, yeah, so let's talk all about how great failure is today. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and you're talking to us from the future, right? Uh, it's uh, Monday morning for you, uh, and it's Sunday, I guess, afternoon for us. So how's Monday so far? Is it pretty good? So far, pretty good. You know, it's pretty early here. The sun is not even up, um, but oh, so wow. far it's kicked off to be a really nice Monday. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll provide some uh, Monday motivation for you, right? Yeah, uh, I, I'm really glad you're here, uh, I guess, this morning, right? Can yeah. you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So um, I work mainly in the area of video, so in like video production, as well as, especially in the last two years, just moving in towards helping people who are really nervous around getting on video, how to implement that in their business and how to get over those nerves and really just do the thing. You know, I talked to a lot of people who just want to do video and are too scared to kind of just take the leap and I've definitely been there myself you know um, putting myself on video for the first time to try and um, like I need to know what this feels like when I'm putting all my clients in front of the camera so jumped on YouTube a couple of years ago but yeah it's just really all about helping people in any way that I can with video making it easy for them and also the physical making of it to help them put it in their business so yeah that's what I'm all about. That's awesome. How, how long have you been doing that? You said a couple of years? Yeah. So I've been in the video industry for, you know, probably eight years now. Um, okay. But I've had, um, like my business has been developing probably over the last six years. And then the last, you know, two, three, probably just before COVID, I really felt like a, a grow in my business. And then it all kind of got flipped on its head yeah. but you know it's really just been ever moving based for the last few years yeah I feel that you know it's it's funny as you were saying that I have no problem being on video when I'm not doing it on purpose like if I'm not thinking about it and I'm on video great as soon as as soon as someone's like all right we're going to record this and this is what I need you to do it's like stage fright I guess is the yeah. best way to explain yeah. it I just lock up I can't think I can't speak I'm, I'm literally Ricky Bobby going like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Right. Um, so, I, I mean, that's that's a great thing that people can reach out to you and you can help them with that because, you know, I'm probably one of those people. Uh, we both are. Yeah. Like, ironically, this podcast goes on YouTube. But I remember at the beginning, we were both like, oh, <laughs> like not super comfortable with it. And then like having a social media presence, too just being comfortable with like, I'm going to post another video of us doing stuff. <laughs> and yeah. it's hard. It's got like a little bit self-confidence and then also just 
once you put it out there, it's out there. And I'm sure that's like a barrier you have to help people kind of get over. Yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah, absolutely right. It's and it's terrifying, like you know, the first time and I'm sitting here going, oh, yeah, like I help people talk video every day. How hard could it be? Right. And so one of my friends who is a photographer, she's like, oh, well, you know, you should you should get on video itself. You should talk about this blog post that you wrote that is about overcoming fear of the camera. And I'm like, yeah, OK. And I sat in front of the camera and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what do I say? Like, I was just completely blank. And I was like, damn, OK. So this is what I put my clients through every time. And I'm like, yeah, just talk about your business. Easy peasy. So, yeah, it's like getting over all these things, like building it up in my head so much. And it was like, all right, just get the words out. And I procrastinated for ages, even editing this video and then procrastinated more on posting it because I'd worked it up so much. And then I posted it. I was like, oh, well, I mean, that wasn't that bad. The world didn't end. And then, you know, I had all these people going, oh, like, it's so great to to see you on camera. And I'm thinking, yeah, that did not go the way I thought it was going to go in my head. But yeah, it's just, (laughs) and once you do it for the first time, I think it becomes a lot easier the times after that. It's almost like you just got to rip the bandaid off. Yeah. And that's most often like the first piece of advice. People go, well, how, how do I get over, you know, my, my nerves and my fear? I'm like, well, you just got to jump in and do it. (laughs) And yeah, whether it's like something really easy, like just get on Instagram and and film a story, something that it's not like this massive production and you're putting all this like stress and concern into it, rip the bandit off something small and it'll start to get you there. We we live in a world now where I think part of our, a lot of fear comes from the what if. And one thing I've been really trying to work on, I guess in the last like year is being mindful of living right now. Uh, I'm not saying don't plan for your future and have like some kind of roadmap of where you want to go. Right. Um, But also it's the same thing of you can reflect on the past, but you don't have to try to live in the past. And Mm you know, where we see these people go viral. And sometimes it's like a cute puppy story and everyone's like, this is great. But then sometimes it's like a really embarrassing moment and you're like the entire world saw that. So one thing that changed for me, and I think Megan would agree, is that you can watch some of our original episodes, like first episodes, and I'm just like rigid. I mean, I'm like, don't We move. both are like in different you ways. Want, you want, yeah, you don't want people to see you breathe. Like, you know, just <laughs> don't move. And then now, and, and I mean, even the way that we would talk, you, you could tell the nervousness and all. I, I mean, mm. even posting it would create like an adrenaline rush because it was like, yeah. oh, these people are going to see it. But then yeah. the reality kind of kicked in of, you know, I've been on Instagram. I've been on Facebook. We have this. We've never necessarily gone viral. Sure. Hundreds of people have seen it, but you're like, I guess, I guess it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, and- And I think like another thing, you probably have this conversation with your client too. If you're on there with an intent, like either it's a business or like a personal message, then you're normally safe in that. Like you're not going on there and like doing anything malicious or stupid or like Mm. anything like that. So it's kind of like, if I stay true to myself, that's how I view it now. Like if I'm, you know, who I am, it shouldn't end badly. Like there's still that anxiety of like, what if blah, blah, blah. But as long as you're, you know, not acting outside of your norm and you're posting, Mm -hmm. you're normally editing it too. I think that's a great point. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of 
things that are produced and put on social media now go through an editing process, you can fix things mm. too. Like if you like, I don't know, sneeze in the middle of your video, you can go take that out. <laughs> like It's not exactly. going to be like a permanent embarrassing thing. And that's kind of, yeah. once you realize that, I'm sure your clients go, oh, okay, I can fix it. And like, I can reshoot it. It's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the first thing. It's like, you know, we can do it as many times as you want. If you hate the way you say that, we can just do it again. You know, we can do, we can workshop it until you feel good about it. But the funny thing is like, because most of the, the people that I work with are business owners and they just, they love their business. And it's like, you know, you guys are here because you love doing the podcast. And it's normally when we're doing video, it's normally about something that we really love to do. We're talking about something that we're passionate about. It's really like, oh, okay, I'm forced to get on this video and talk about this thing I don't really like. Because that's when the energy is just going to be awful and you're going to hate it because you're going to hate looking at yourself talking about something that you hate. So when you actually there talking about something that you love it normally just comes across way better than you know I think you think it's going to and of course it's not going to be you know probably amazing the first time because video is all about practice um but you know you you are there usually because you you want to be like you want to get this message out there so I think at the end of the experience they go oh they're you know so like stressed and stiff and you know at the end of it they go oh well, that wasn't that bad. And, you know, they, they feel like it's like, yeah, like this is something that I'm passionate about getting the message out there. And it's normally, it, it's normally a feeling of relief as well, but it's like, okay, cool. Like I'm like, I'm doing this. And yeah, I guess when, you know, when you guys put the podcast out as well, um, you know, you get that feeling of it's like, Hey, like, you know, we're sharing this with like all these people yeah. who can oh, also yeah. resonate. And yeah. So it's like, daunting but but a good feeling as well <laughs> yeah and I think we always of course because of our topic relate it back to fearing that it's gonna fail either like in the success metric or like it's just like Sam said a, an embarrassing viral <laughs> like video uh but we eventually that hitting that publish button or scheduling that post wasn't you know an anxiety attack after the first few times it was more of like okay we have a routine I feel comfortable with this. Like we went over this episode <laughs> like a few times. And then even in the editing, like you you stop editing so much too. Like you know what you can mm. leave in, what really matters and whatnot. But do you ever have to have those conversations with your client of like, hey, let's talk about why you're so scared of this or like what is the worst that could happen? That kind of catastrophizing thing. Yeah, I've had um, a couple of clients and it's it's normally about when we are talking about like their topic is a deeper topic and they don't want it to come across wrong or like they have this idea in their head of like how they want to say it but can't quite articulate it yet. Um, and, you know, I've had a couple of instances like we're literally, we press record and okay, we'll do like, we'll just do a practice kind of warm up question and it suddenly kind of, kind of hit them and it's been like, you know, even like a really emotional like like kind of freeze up just okay just you know cut the camera like let's you know yeah let's talk about this um and it's you know it's always coming from a place of like they just want it to come across to their audience right and they just want to get to the right people um and you know then we can can workshop like okay well what's the words we want to use and we can do all that like without even recording 
Um, and sometimes we even do like sit there and we'll do like an interview thing where it's, you know, just them on the camera, but I'm behind the camera asking them interview questions so that it can kind of prompt different ants out of them. And then we just, we just record until, you know, feel comfortable with it. You know, it's different with every person. We end up in these situations where we can go a little bit deeper, right? Because we, we create this connection with other human beings. We are trying to help them. Um, but then if it goes past the, hey, I'm trying to show you something in terms of like a skill set of like videography, personal training, whatever it is, and it gets to a place where, hey, I'm afraid of this, and you're able to help them navigate into an understanding of, okay, well, let's be mindful of it of a different way instead of just reacting to like, hey, I'm scared and I'm freezing up of take a couple of deep breaths. Let's think about why you're afraid. And then you kind of take control of the fear. And what's really interesting to me is I'm sure there were people that did that in my life when I was younger and maybe I just wasn't aware of it. But now as I think about that and I try to help people in whatever skill set that I'm trying to help them in, I see those opportunities more often, right? Mm. And it can be a beautiful thing. It can also not be received well at all, right? And and maybe you've had that happen before where you're like, you know, hey, Sam, like, let's think about why are you so afraid to be on, on the camera? Like, you know, did, are you afraid of going viral? Are you whatever? And then, you know, I get defensive and it's like, I don't even want to do this at all. And you're like, okay, well, that's not what we were trying to do here. Right. Um, <laughs> Backfired. <laughs> I mean, have you, have you, have you ever had situations where like the client was like, Hey, look, like this is too much. I can't do it. Um, it hasn't quite been. Yeah. Quite. that. just don't like, you know, can't do it at all. It's been like, you know, they, especially when it, it might come to like a personal story, it's like something that they want to do, but when we get to the day, it's like, oh, maybe not kind of thing. Um, so, you know, it might be, we, we record other videos instead. Like it's always kind of ended up, it's like, cool, we'll get on camera and we'll talk, but we'll, we'll make it less personal. It might be more like mm-hmm. about the business, um, informational stuff when they, you know, might decide we'll do the personal story next time. And so they can spend more time like, working themselves up to do that um yeah yeah, so it might be yeah literally we've planned for a whole day of filming but that is it is taxing to get on camera and and talk you know yeah but when you I guess you separate that from being the super personal it's okay how can we still maybe tell the story and this is more for them to start to just get used to being on camera and talking like how can we start to do this but take away that, like that real anxiety about it. It's like, let's take a step back and just make it more about the business. And, you know, sometimes we will come back and like, you know, a few weeks later and we'll film a personal story, but then it's like there by itself. It's not like we've got 10,000 things to do. It's okay. We've prepped for this now, either, you know, written notes or this is what we want to say and not want to say, and just, you know, kind of take the pressure off. And it's just more about us coming, having a conversation. That's like me and them in the room, just, just talking kind of like exactly like this situation now but then we're getting it on video and then we work through the edit and how much we want to leave in and and leave out so movie magic yeah just taking a step back exactly and i think that that's an awesome like method too you don't always have to do the big giant thing first like a lot of people get stuck because they're like i gotta do the whole thing at once and breaking yep. it down for them like that in, in any area in life, just going, let's do this little bit because you're, you're, you know, struggling with the bigger bit. We'll knock that out. You're mm-hmm. still going to feel like you've got something accomplished and then either move it out or however you want to do it. And then we'll do it just on that. And then even adding like the extra layer of 
like less pressure like it's not a scripted mm. or from the heart like kind of video it's yeah. more of like I'm gonna talk to you and we'll you know pick out the good stuff from that and I think yeah. in general that probably just takes a weight off of people's shoulders who aren't you know quite to the comfortable part yet yeah I think we've all yeah. been in some kind of situation or scenario where looking back at it like looking back at whatever the situation was, you can go like, I guess it really wasn't that big of a deal. But you still have the memory mm-hmm. of being in this situation going like, this is insane. Um, and I know this is an extreme example, but like the first time I ever went skydiving, I was all about it. Like I really wanted to do it. A bunch of my buddies, like we all got together, signed up, you're on the plane, you're going up. And even then you get a little nervous, but you're like, man, I'm doing this. Like Ooh. I'm excited. And as soon as that door opens and you're like looking out of the plane, you know, now it's like, this is insane. Like, what am I doing? And then, I mean, I'll never forget the first time I was, you know, it was tandem, but I'm falling after jumping out of the plane. And, you know, my brain couldn't help but go like, I'm going to die. Like, you just jumped out of a, a yeah. out of a plane. Like, you're an idiot. What have you done? Um, and looking back, you know, yes, it, it, it's a, a wild uh, adrenaline rush. And yes, I jumped out of a plane, but that was something that, you know, the instructor that was strapped to my back, he had done it thousands of times like for him he was just like all right here we go i'm gonna fly for a little bit and looking back i uh, i can yeah. say like it really wasn't that big of a deal it's just <laughs> jumping out of a plane you know you have anything that's kind of like that where you look back at it and you go i guess it wasn't as crazy as it felt mm, nothing as as crazy as as jumping out of a plane but that's definitely on you started it like way up the there yeah. <laughs> yeah i set the bar really high um Honestly, for me, it was literally like starting my podcast because I, the, in the back of my head, I think, oh, like a podcast is something that I've always wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to be about, um, but I always thought, oh, like that's, that's not for someone like me. Like, you know, only extroverts could have podcasts, wherever that kind of thought came from, I don't really know. But, um, and then for ages, I like didn't do it. And then COVID happened and I was kind of like, oh, well, I mean, I'm at home for three months, like you know now and ever kind of thing but when I went to actually do it like I lined up some guests and these are people that I'd known forever like it was not like it was just meeting a random stranger um and you know asking about their life story but in the morning I'm doing it I'm sitting there like literally shaking and I'm like I like I can't get on this call like I'm gonna have to cancel it like what was I thinking like I've known what I'm doing and it was it blew up to be this massive thing and I was like, no, just don't, like, don't cancel it. Just get on. Because if you don't do it today, you're never going to make an excuse forever. And then right. I got on and, you know, literally, like, trying to stop my fingers from shaking. And then it went great. And it was, you know, um, again, it's like work in progress. If I listen to that episode now, it probably be a bit, oh, you know, that wasn't my best work. But it's like, you know, what? what was the big deal that I was so worried about? And now it's like every week, you know, just jumping on, yeah. having a chat. And, you know, like you are saying earlier, you, you edit less. I think, you know, now I, I used to, in the beginning, I'd edit so meticulously and take out like, every breath and every um and every little tiny thing that might be wrong. And, like, oh, I don't know if I like how my voice sounds there. And now it's like, oh, yeah, taking things out. If anything went completely haywire, um, cut it out and then post it. And it's like the pressure is just 
not there anymore. It's just there's something that's actually fun and enjoyable now, which is what it was meant to be and start. But yeah, I'd worked it up so much in my head and it was, you know, yeah, it went great. So it's basically that that's basically jumping out of a plane in my book. Like it's a it's a very <laughs> scary thing where you have to just go. I mean, there have been times where I'm having one of those days where I'm a little anxious of like, hey, we're about to like interview a person and we're about to jump on a podcast. And after we did it a few times, like Megan pointed out, she's like, she's like, it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to have a little anxiety, but she's like, think about it. Every time you start, you just flip the switch and you just do it. And then all of a sudden the episode's over and you're just sitting there like, okay, well, I guess, I guess we did it. Um, Which by the way, uh, I don't think you said, uh, what's the name of your podcast? Oh, my podcast is called the Mindset Mastery Podcast. So it's all about pretty pretty broad around mindset and neuroscience um yeah and because it it's kind of sideline but a little bit goes hand in hand with the business because as much as I work with people with video it is all about the confidence stuff and you know like a lot of the mindset stuff really works with that so yeah I think it's really cool to get to talk to people whether they're like experts in the field or just everyday people who have had different experiences um all around mindset so nice yeah so I audible is a, a great thing because I'd rather listen to a book than read a book, but it's allowed me to open like a whole doorway of books that I wouldn't be able to like keep my attention while reading, but I'm able to like drive and listen to a book. And some of, some of the books that are out there that just talk about how our brains work uh, and why they're doing what they're doing. If you listen to it and you're able to absorb it, it really will change how you interact with your day-to-day reality. Um, and things like developing confidence can can come from that. Uh, I, I find it really interesting too, where getting into let's say a podcast and talking to to let's say strangers, right? Guests, you get so many different perspectives that it just it, it, you don't really have a choice. It starts to change you, and you start yeah. to pick these little mm. things from people, and it it changes your life, you know. When you yeah. start a podcast, you don't think about that. You think no, about, yeah. You're like, oh my yes, God, I'm. This is going to be scary and cool. But then, like, we, I mean, we're not even to our year mark, but just the people we've been able to talk to and mm-hmm. your topic's kind of similar. And you can kind of go in any direction. You can stick to somewhat experts in your field, but the mindset affects pretty much everyone. <laughs> like, everyone has a mindset that gives their kind of perspective of what's going on in their life and the same with failure pretty much everyone's going to deal with that yeah and that yeah. makes it even more exciting and fun but to go back to the introvert part of starting a podcast I am so like introverted and shy normally with people and Sam's like the outgoing guy so my thought was like he could and he does handle a lot of, <laughs> a lot of that energy um, of turning that on but I was so scared at the beginning just being able to like be open with people and talk to people and like we started with friends like similar to your story too and even that I was like god I either know too much or like I don't know what to bring up because I already know them so well I'm like overthinking Mm. and I think for some people it goes hand in hand being an introvert and kind of that overthinking (laughs) methodology and it makes you kind of spin and spiral but yeah I guess the theme of the episode is ripping the bandaid off and just just diving in. (laughs) Skydiver. Absolutely. 
I do think it's funny because I I've had people that have known me for a really long time and and that's, I am extroverted for sure. And I do have a very high energy. Uh, I'm a very goofy type person, but then, you know, a lot of people, you know, you, you kind of show them a little bit of, yeah, like I was freaking out because I'm about to record this podcast and like, I don't know what's going to happen. And and they're like, dude, you're going to do great. But in my head, you know, there's all this turbulence of what, what have I like decided to do here? Like how, what are the implications mm-hmm. of starting a podcast? But after you start doing it for a while, one, I've, I look back at things now and there was, there was a couple of years of my life where I was just stressed all the time. I was overthinking all of it, everything. And you know, the podcast is one thing that's been helpful. There's several other things that I've been doing where you practice going with the flow and trusting mm-hmm. the flow of life. I mean, things are just going to be mm-hmm. happening, right? And I'm not saying things don't get rocky and scary, but you also have to be allowed to let the really cool stuff happen too. You know what I mean? And and, and I won't say that that takes the fear away completely, but it definitely makes it way more manageable, right? Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, ah, I've fallen down a bunch of times and I got up. Like I might've been limping a little bit, right? Like I broke my leg, but you know, it healed. It's fine. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah. And if you want to say, um, build on that um, with, you know, talking about what the podcast like, you know, kind of gives you apart from, you know, you, you get to talk to great people and then you get people listening and, but it's like the, the stuff that it gives you for your personal development as well. Just like you're saying, like with everyday life, um it's something that you literally don't think about it when you get on there and do it but you know and I say you know I can't do a podcast I'm very introverted but you know really like I'm not super introverted it's just you know thinking of like oh you know I'm going to put myself up there with all these really confident people and like reaching out to strangers that are like you know up here and I'm thinking oh I'm just like you know this little girl from Brisbane who you know has this this little business type thing but the shift that it has given me in my mindset, not just because we talk about mindset on the podcast, but reaching out to these people and making relationships with them. And I suppose putting myself up on their level, like they're a peer, they're not like, you know, someone who's necessarily super high up. They might be an everyday person just like me, but they have experience in this area that we're talking about for the show. And especially when I jumped on a podcast as a guest for the first time, another kind of, oh my goodness, what am I doing type of moment. Um, and I thought, hang on a second, like I've, I've been here before. I've been in this absolutely terrified situation before starting the mm-hmm. podcast and getting on YouTube and getting my first client and getting my first job and going to university and like going, well, I've done all those things. So like, is this really actually such a big deal? you know, it's kind of just let go and just enjoy the experience more. So that real, yeah, self-development work that putting yourself out of your comfort zone does, it absolutely changes you. And now it's almost like, okay, what's the next thing that I can do to to get out of my comfort zone again? Because it, it stretches the bubble. It empowers you. Yeah. You're like, well, if I did that, then I could probably do this too. And I, it's kind of, in the lines of imposter syndrome, because I've definitely felt it too, where like booking a guest and you're like, oh, I do not qualify to talk to this person. <laughs> and it's ridiculous because like we're all people. And then you have to remind yourself of that. Like they are talking back to me. It's not like I'm like, you know, begging them to be on this podcast. Like they want to do this. I want them to do this. So it's a mutual thing. We are equals in that at least. 
And it doesn't matter. Like you said, like you just kind of get past it and you go, I can do this. Even though my skills aren't their skills, I've been through this, this, and this, and it has prepared me for this opportunity. And it is hard to be like, I'm ready for this. Cause I think a lot of people like in our age range and even younger, you still are like, I'm not an adult yet. Like I'm not ready for like, this type of responsibility uh, just cause it feels so, you know, scary at times, but then you go, Oh wait, I am, I've been doing it for a while. <laughs> it, yeah. So you, you both kind of bring up a good point. The first thing I want to say is I love how you, like you said, just let go. Sometimes you have to do that. Like I'll get all worked up and I'm like, just let go. And it's weird because it does, it has this like washing over you effect of, all right, fine, I will let go. And even even though you have to fight yourself a little bit, you do, you just kind of <laughs> let it dissipate a little bit. I, I look back, so I, I started a, a new, I guess, journey uh, in, in terms of like, I guess the career side of things where I, I'm having to develop a skill that I already kind of worked on, but in a different format, right? A, a different industry. And one thing that was interesting is all of a sudden, all these things were clicking in my head where I used to look at it very negatively of like, I did military a long time ago. I did four years. I got out and then it was like, oh, well, I feel obligated to go to school, but like, I never was really about it. I didn't really know why I I would want to go to school for whatever career. Right. So then I jumped around like all these different corporations, this, that, and the other, I jumped into entrepreneurial situations and over time, and I, I wasn't really aware of it, what I was trying to do is just throw yourself into it. Like at least give yourself the opportunity, right? Throw yourself into it. And then I'd be like surrounded by fire and be like, oh man, this isn't how it was supposed to be. But every single time I learned something, right? Like you hear people talk about, you know, like let's say being married and they'll be like, but all the relationships before that led me to a point where I was ready to be married and ready to be in that version of a relationship, right? Mm. It's the same thing with like, career situations or, you know, entrepreneurial uh, opportunities where maybe you weren't ready for it, but you threw yourself into it anyway and you, and you learned from it. And so now I'm in this situation where I still hear that little voice in the back of my head. That's like, Oh man, like, what have you done? What are you doing? You know, that, that voice that's always kind of there. That's like, you can't do this, right? Like, just don't waste your time. Yeah. But then, but then you're like, no, like, it's, it's kind of a choice. I don't care how uncomfortable I feel. And all of that to be said of, I resonated with what you said of this time around throwing myself into this opportunity. I was kind of excited about knowing for a fact, I'm going to be really uncomfortable in some situations and it's going to force me to grow as a person. Cause I, I have no choice, but to learn and adapt if I want to get better. And where now I see the value of failure for what it's really worth, mm-hmm. right? Failure isn't, you know, mm-hmm. you you make an ass out of yourself. It gets recorded at Walmart and posted on the internet and it goes viral, even though a lot of us would agree that's a fail. But you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like failure is really the, the learning mechanism so that you can figure it out the way you need to figure it out so you can proceed forward. And, and, and I love that, yeah. right? I think that kind of leads me yeah. to a question. Have you had a moment where you felt like, oh my gosh, I'm failing at everything. What do I do? Do I have to jump into this next scary thing? Have you gone through something around that? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, looking back on it now, I'm thinking like, what was the big deal? It's like, it's like everything. But at this moment, it was just like, 
oh my gosh, my world has come crashing down. Like, and everything felt bad because it was, it was really just this one thing. So, um, you know, I'll give you a, like a little bit of a, a, a backstory so that, you know, this, this incident makes sense. But when I was going through school, university, it was very typical, like focused on grades, like anything less than an A minus is a fail. Like I was very, it was very intense at school, I'd say, because I'm like, oh, I think you want to get perfect grades. I get into a great university and get a great job. And, you know, it was always just really thinking about the future and thinking about, um, you know, I didn't really necessarily have even a goal in mind. It was like, whatever it is, I need to achieve at it to feel self-worth. And it was like, it was, you know, really intense. So when I left uni, I had my first actual job in the industry. And the reality of the situation was that job just, it wasn't for me. But, you know, I probably spent um, almost a year there. And then I got to a point, I was like, I, I just don't want to be here anymore. And so I quit, just kind of a little bit out of the blue I just found myself resigning one day and then I went home and I'm sitting on the floor of my bedroom just being like what have I done like how am I going to tell my friends and family that I couldn't do it like you know all my other friends that have left uni they're all in their jobs and they're thriving maybe they weren't like I will never know you know on the outside it's like maybe they're sitting in the same position as I am um but it was this real kind of like identity shattering moment where I was like, can I, like, I, I couldn't do this. Like, am I not cut out to be in the real world type thing? Thinking it's like, oh, okay, well, I breezed through school and university on all these good grades, but what does that even mean if I can't like hack it in this first actual industry job? And so, you know, carried out the rest of my notice from that job just kind of a bit of a well I have no plan but I'm just gonna have to figure something out and it like it, it shook me for a while I was like thinking you know like what am I meant to do but you know I just decided that you know where I was living at the time so I moved out of home and I loved where I lived and I love my housemates and the new lifestyles like I have to make this work like I have to just find something and you know pay the bills type thing and so from there it's like this absolute like the you know what felt like the biggest failure of my life it's like well that's literally led me to what I'm doing now because that's where I kicked off the business kind of thing and it was a progress of working for a few different people and then just you know learning different things that I could and after I got out of that um, that job it was like well that just wasn't for me and I'm like look at all these things that I can do now and that I am doing because that just fits better with me so yeah it was a real it felt like a really crazy time and I look back and going that was the best decision I ever made was to leave that job it's wild because that resonates with like my story to its core like Sam knows I had like in my industry almost the same experience like got out of school got recruited by this great company. And I was like, oh, I'm successful. Like I'm doing, doing the thing. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I will not name names, but it was awful. <laughs> like it was not a good time. And it was mainly like, I, it just wasn't a good balance for me. Like I don't, sometimes it's just one part of the job that will push you over the edge and the work-life balance killed me. So by the end of that year, I was in the same boat as you. And I was like, I need to get out. But 
I have bills to pay and I don't want to be like, hey, family, like I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the thing that I went to school for. (laughs) And then I had to kind of do what you did and make a jump and be like, I guess I'm going to go try this over here. And it was the best decision like I could have made. I, I definitely was skeptical. Like you were at first, like, can I do this? But then once you get into the next thing, you're like, this is way better. Like, why did I even (laughs) doubt this? I I feel human again. Yeah. So it leads me to a couple of things. You know, we've all heard the phrase of hitting rock bottom. All of a sudden you're like, it can't get any worse. What do I want? Right. You're like, Mm. if it can't get any worse than this, I have nothing to be afraid of. What do I want? And just go for it. Right. And, and I think if you, if you reflect on that, you eventually figure out that, you know, rock bottom doesn't have to be like you're in the worst case scenario that you can imagine of like, Hey, I've lost Mm. everything. I'm living under a bridge or whatever, whatever it Mm. is. Right. But you, you touched on something that, that I recently identified and it's happened. It happens to everyone, I think, but where you have this identity crisis, like your identity gets shattered Mm. because you get so Mm. uncomfortable that it pushes you to a point where you go, something's got to give, I'm going to do something about it. Even if it makes no sense. One thing that, Mm. that Megan and I kind of talked about, was what was the American dream and what was it for our parents, our grandparents? What is it now for us? And one thing that, uh, you know, from my experience was I had issues where I didn't know how to cope with the fact that I was realizing slowly, but surely that that dream that I had been told about and like my parents had been told about did not exist anymore. Like, like the, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't even a choice, mm-hmm. even if I wanted it. Um, with that being said, you know, is there something like that that you've had to deal with where, you know, they painted the picture of like you go to uni and then you go get that job, right? Was that like the dream that they sold? Mm-hmm. And then one day you were like, hey, that's not for me. Cause, cause that's what I did. I, I think a lot of us end up at a point at some, at, at some point of the journey of self development, you go, this isn't for me and it's okay that it's not for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I mean, it yeah. sounds like you kind of went through that, but so I guess back to the, to the question of which was there like a dream that was sold to you while you were growing up? Yeah. I mean, um, kind of yes and no. I always had an idea in the back of my head that I wanted to have my own business, but I was like, well, I can't just leave uni, have a business. It's got to be like, you got to work your way up kind of thing. And while I was at uni, I'd kind of been exposed to like working in TV and working at this and all these different opportunities. And so my my plan, like when I left uni, like I'm going to get this job and then I'm going to get like another job in the industry. I'm just going to gain like all this experience and work for all these great companies like in television. And I suppose, yeah, it's like I had kind of this um, two different things on mine. It's like one day out there somewhere in the future, I want to like have this business, but like for the short term, I was like, yeah, I want to work in television and I want to, you know, like broadcast television, like work on the Olympic games and work on all these, you know, massive events. Nice. But yeah. I suppose when I got there and I was working in television and I was like, mm, I don't know. It's like, it's not like as good as I thought it would be. It's like, yeah. and then I was, when I, when I left like this job and I kind of left this direction that I had by like oh okay well I'm not working in tv anymore so I was like thinking about it and I was like well you know it's actually just a lot of long days getting sunburnt and dehydrated (laughs) when I could be doing something that I want to do like I could be doing video in a much more like a much better capacity kind of thing so it's like 
yeah, I suppose I stepped back and looked at, well, what was actually my plan? Yeah, I don't want that anymore. And that was kind of the, yeah, that kind of realisation. Um, and then, yeah, it was literally just, okay, well, what am I going to do? And started actually looking for other opportunities from that. When I was like, yeah, well, this isn't the path that I want to follow anymore. So what's it going to be? And mm. looking outside of that and eventually, you know, it did lead me probably way earlier than I thought it would into working in the business. So it, it, it's funny how, you know, that wasn't even my intention when I, when I quit my job, but it's always something that I've gravitated towards. And I think the steps that I took after that, it was like this thing in the back of my mind and it just slowly just went there naturally after that. And it like worked its way. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's cool because well, I, maybe cool is not the word, but like it's, <laughs> it's a common like thing for young people that they, they go through like, I need to do maybe like this path because it's the most popular path that I see other people do, or it's how you get successful or like, I know I can start here and then like, it's all a similar version of that. But I think a lot of like people coming out of that, they get into the same position we've all been in at some point or another where you go, Ooh, I don't like this. Like, this is not <laughs> what I thought I signed up for. And then, yeah, you mm-hmm. kind of have to spin, but it, I think ultimately for the most part, it's always going to end in a better place because it made you face that ugly truth. And at least it was early. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to look at it as a silver mm-hmm. lining, and then you get to go, all right, got to pivot. Like I have no choice. And you get to start yeah. on your dream a little bit earlier, or you get to, for some people, at least just start figuring out what you want to define as your dream. Yeah. It's wild to me because, yeah. you know, I haven't like stayed with a company for 20 years and retired. Right. But there's this yeah. weird thing of you get into it. And if you're growing as an individual, it's insane to think that you're not going to change as a person, right? Like your, your identity will change, your beliefs will change, where you live, who's in your life, right? Like your friend circle. And, and I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that they get to a certain point and they just maintain it because they're like, this is it, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But I eventually had to ask myself that question of like, what am I going to do if, I, if I'm not a person that can just pick a company and work for them for 20 years, mm-hmm. right? And so individuals end up in places where it's like, okay, I, I have this skill set and like videography, how can I help people with it? And then, you know what I mean? Like you, you just kind of created your own, yeah. you created your own, like and you made your cool own thing space. Is that is an option that people forget a lot of the times because they limit themselves back to that imposter syndrome mm-hmm. of like, I can't do this. I can't like make my mm-hmm. own business. But I'm sure you went through like little steps and you like figured things out. It didn't like flip on overnight and you instantly had a business running. But Mm. she's like, nope, that's how it works. She's like, actually, that's it. Yep. It was that easy. Just turned it on. I pushed a button. Yeah. I'd love to be able to say, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even after like leaving that job and then you know pursuing different things and it was like was lots of little steps um but you know gotta remember like you're always gonna also learn something from that uncomfortable experience so don't you know just kind of like oh forget about that it's in the past now like I never (laughs) think about that again it's like yeah I really learned some valuable things in that experience um but then after that it was like okay so instead of like kind of going oh what's next it's like kind of jump into another job I was like okay what do I need to gain to 
get to like where I want to go I'm like well I need to gain experience in my field now because like I've been through uni but you know that only takes you so far and I've been through this one area of my industry so it's like okay well I need to branch out and I was just looking for opportunities to gain experience all the time so yeah and that's really what kind of led to the business it's like well what do I need to learn to get there and so I went and worked for other production companies as like a starting point I just you know and I think the other good thing about going through that um quitting the job experience because I have a lot of or like other friends like oh my god I can never do that like that's that's too kind of scary but I think it took a lot of fear away for me. It was like, oh, well, I'm just going to send out like 20 emails today to all these different production companies and see if anyone writes me back. And just it's like, oh, like I could never like cold reach out to someone. And it's like, well, what is the worst that's going to happen? Right. Like the worst thing that could happen is either they just don't reply to me, which a lot of them <laughs> didn't, or they say no, which a lot of them didn't. And then a couple of them said yes. And it's like, okay, well, that just, you know, that started this it. chapter yeah. of my life. And if I just sat there feeling sorry for myself going, oh, you know, like this experience is so bad and just really dwelled on that, I wouldn't have been able to create anything from that. I wouldn't have been able to to move forward, you know. So it's really just, yeah, it definitely took a lot of the fear away and really made me question, well, like literally what's the worst thing that could happen? I already quit my job. So it's only up from here, right? I already jumped that, out of the plane. So. Exactly. If you've already jumped, yeah. why? And the cold call thing, I think is like a great point that people get very like uncomfortable with that. And even me, like maybe let's say two years ago, thinking about like a cold email to someone I don't know, asking them to be a guest, I'd be like, mm, I'm not going to do that. It's really uncomfy. They probably won't like it, whatever. But now I do it all the time and we get guests sometimes that way. And it, it, like you said, the worst that's going to happen is they either don't read it or don't respond, which is fine. Yeah. It does no damage. <laughs> I, I will yeah. say from somebody pointed it out to me one time. It was a while back. Um, I think it was something to do with like trying to reach out to people to be like, hey, I have this skill set. Let me teach you how to work out if you need it or like whatever. And I was like, man, like I can't get over X, Y, Z. And it was like, Think about all the times that you've gotten like a, a cold reach out email or text message or phone call yourself. How did you react? And of course, I, I was sitting there and I was like, well, that's what I'm afraid of is like, I'm like, don't ever call me again or like you ignore it or whatever. But then it kind of makes you think about it and you're like, it wasn't a negative thing, right? Like you usually just, mm-hmm. ah, I don't care about this and you just ignore it. And so it was like, that's yeah. probably what they're going to do to you. But there is going to be someone that's going to go, hey, wait a minute. No, like I I need whatever you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Like, can you help me out? And then the conversation starts. So it is. It's really weird, right? Because if you just flip Mm -hmm. the role, it's like, what was the worst thing you did to anybody that cold reached out to you? And you're like, it's not like I hunted them down. I was like, how (laughs) dare you, right? Um, So I think think that's a good point, right? And and then, you, you know, the only way to start to put pieces together in the way that we're talking about is you have to go get experience. And part of that experience mm-hmm. is going to be easy peasy. And some of it is going to be a crucible that is going to be not going to be up. fun, but you got to yeah. just rip it off. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, there's so many things out there that are getting thrown at us where, you know, catchphrases and motivation and whatever. And it's like, if it resonates with you and works for you, great, but you don't have to apply every little thing that people 
mm. or like force feeding us, right? Like you, you have to figure mm. out a way to take the time to go, who am I? Who do I want to be? What do I want to be doing here? And then create a plan, right? And and then just leave it open yeah. of like, if the plan changes, the plan changes. <laughs> yeah. That was one of my biggest yeah. issues is I was like, I need to pick a plan and no matter what I stick to it, it was like, why would you, why would you limit yourself like that? Right. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully this isn't like a super dramatic segue, but I did want to make sure that I was able to give you like the opportunity. I love to kind of give our guests the, the, the situation of, Hey, do you have any like advice that you, you think people need to hear that, that helped you or that you came up with after dealing with your mm-hmm. life experience? Does anything come to mind? Something that is really relatable to what we've been talking about. It's it's something that stuck with me from, you know, when I was back in back in university, like talking about putting yourself out there. Um, it's the idea that fear and excitement is actually the same chemical reaction in your brain. It's the exact same thing. And you get to choose if you're afraid or if you're excited. And you know, so I'm, you know, going for my first job interview um and I'm like sitting there again in the hallway like physically shaking just like I was with the podcast I'm like okay like you know I'm terrified but like you know I I really want this opportunity and this would be really exciting so it's like I can I can choose if it's going to be fear or excitement and excitement is a lot more energizing and a lot more positive and it lets you you know get control of your faculties a lot more than fear and you know when I I tell that to to people as well I tell that to clients or whoever it is that you know I'm working with and you know whether it's actually true or not if the person that was telling that to me if that is even a fact (laughs) I've never even never even looked it up to be honest but the idea if you you know if you believe that if you can choose whether you're afraid or you're excited then you're going to be able to get control of that um, in the moment and be able to do something good with it rather than like really focusing on the fear and then having, you know, more chance that those negative things that you're thinking about are going to happen. I I think I needed to hear that. Yeah, I think that's perfect. (laughs) Like that is a great like way to just wrap it up in a nice little, (laughs) like all that scary stuff you can choose. And I think you can choose. even if it is just a mindset thing, like you kind of said at the end, it's still powerful because you can just make that switch of like, oh, I'm, I'm excited about this. It's scary, but I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah that, that's pretty good. I feel like you you should make a shirt for your podcast and it should say, you get to choose, right? Are you scared or are you excited? Yeah. Uh, but I also love I how you're that's like, great. <laughs> I, I love how you're like, you know, I never went and like, verified it but you're like it worked enough for me that I just kept it right and yeah. it, like I don't That's care if it's, yeah <laughs> I don't yeah I don't care if it's accurate yeah. or not like it flipped a switch in my brain as you were uh, as you were saying it of yeah yeah just decide do you want to be scared or do you want to try to be excited um either way yeah. it's a high energy experience you know uh it's mm. more about am I going to be positive or negative I love that That's awesome definitely think that uh, um you know we'll we'll get to like really deep dive into your podcast and then you know you can like later you'll just be sitting there going i wonder what they think about it right now um yeah. <laughs> you're like i'm yeah, gonna choose to be excited and not scared know. right uh i think we both really enjoyed it and then of course you know this is megan's favorite time where we we talk to those listeners about that uh fancy smancy that, social media that high-tech social media that everyone that high-tech <laughs> yeah i like that well you can find us on all socials at friends of failure and then 
You can also find our lovely guest at That Camera Girl, right, on Instagram. And she's got a lot of good content and it'll link you up to all her other good stuff. And then don't forget Mindset Mastery. And you're on everything too, right? So any podcast platform, you can find that. Yep. Yay. And then uh, the the fun part for us, we, we keep saying that. <laughs> We like to give out our email to everyone so you can send your own failure stories. It can be short and sweet. It can be your whole life story. It can be anonymous or put your whole name to it. Put a fake name. We, we do not care, <laughs> but it, you can send that into friends of failure podcast at gmail.com. And that's it. We, we figure out that one person is just changing the name every time, right? Like they just keep making a new email. And then one day we find out it was like our number one fan. And they were just like, yeah, I just figured it'd be everybody. Like one of um, our parents. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, that would, that would actually be a whole be podcast okay episode of like, okay, everyone, like originally we were going to have a guest, but now we have to tell you about you know, this story that has been unfolding, right? My um, dad. <laughs> just different yeah. <laughs> Hey, like, it, it's probably going to be someone that, like, retired and they're like, well, I got to do something. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I do want to thank everyone for, for listening and joining us today. And, of course, I want to leave you with our final thought, which is always going to be life is happening for you, not to you. So go do something. There we go. Boom. Done. That's it. If it's not I'm stronger than you, it's I'm wiser than you, I'm more loving than you, I'm more tolerant than you, I'm more sophisticated than you. It doesn't matter what it is, but this constant competition is going on. This is the secret. You can't make a mistake.